welcome to the fire labs podcast if you are a busy working professional looking to learn about investing in real estate with ease and confidence you have come to the right place i am shalini kadaveru and i'm just a few baby steps ahead of you every week i share my wisdom or bring experts in the space to share their insights so that you gain the skills and mindset to invest in real estate with ease hello hello hi everyone uh, happy new year i hope you had a restful end of the year and you're off to the races with uh, the new year i hope that in 2023 one of your goals is related to making your first rental property investment or that you're looking to scale your rental property portfolio so this episode is for my fellow technology professionals um i'm a technology professional and i know how we have busy schedules we have deadlines every week every other week however we are also interested in building our wealth investing in real estate as well so this episode is uh for those busy technology professionals who are who have decided that they want to um invest in rental properties but they are looking for a no frills formula for getting started so i have um a simple five step formula for um, busy professionals and my main goal here is to take you from overwhelm where do i get started to okay i understand the high level steps and what is the immediate next step that i i must take to get started so that is my goal with this episode um where i simplify everything to basic essentials so that you can take action right away there are five attributes of this simple no frills rental property investing formula the first one is figuring out your investment strategy and for busy professionals my recommendation is to go with a simple buy and hold strategy which is you invest in a property that is stabilized it doesn't require any major rehab and you can buy that property and start renting it out from day 1 and why is this um if you look at few other investment strategies such as uh fix and flip um any rehab strategies it requires a lot of time which we don't have and uh especially as you are getting started and if it's uh, you're looking to invest in your first few properties why add so much of uncertainty to the whole process that you get overwhelmed and don't take any action instead of going that, down that path my recommendation is just go with something which is stable doesn't require major rehab 
And that is something that you can buy now, hold for the next 10 to 15 years, and then uh, figure out the exit strategy. So that's the first pillar, which is go with a buy and hold investment strategy. Under that same umbrella, the other thing that I would like to recommend is when you think about tenants, go with long-term tenants. I know I know that short-term is a big craze and we have been recently hearing a lot more about mid-term rentals, which is not the seven-day uh, short-term rentals, but it is longer term, uh, six, uh, 30 days, 60 days or 90 days. That's the mid-term rentals. But my recommendation, again, um, if our goal is to remove overwhelm and to take action, um, my recommendation is to go with long-term tenants. So buy and hold and long-term tenants. So let's that's the investment strategy that we will go with. Let's get that out of the way. The second important pillar of this um, no-frills rental property investing formula is figuring out your buy box. Now, this buy box is, not, is again, nothing but fair, something fairly simple, which is to clarify for yourself, and you will be able to use the same buy box criteria to inform your real estate agent also, and they are a key member of your real estate investing team. So buy box, again, at a very high level, boils down to five key elements. So the first one is, what is the market area that you're looking to invest in? Um, my recommendation for market area is definitely go with something that you're familiar with, either because you're living there right now, either you have some kind of affiliation, you grew up there, you went to college there, you visit family there. Make it simple, very simple, right? So pick an area that you already have familiarity with. So uh, the first element of the buy box is market area. The second one is the type of building that you would be investing in. Um, again, if you're a first-time investor, my recommendation is to go with a single family or a small multifamily. A small multifamily would be a duplex, uh, two contiguous buildings, or otherwise a, a, a fourplex. So that's the type of the building. That's the second element. The third element, which is really, really important, is your purchase price. Now, this is um, something that you have to figure out ahead of time. And one of the first questions that your real estate agent would be asking you is, what is the purchase price of the property that you're looking to buy? That is one of the key criteria um, that they will use to filter the properties that they send to you. So the purchase price. Now, that's the third element of your buy box. The fourth element is, again, informs your number three, the purchase price, is your equity down payment. How much money are you going to put down? Typically, for an investment property, it is the down payment is higher than what you would pay or put down for your primary residence. It tends to be 25 to 30%, um, the minimum 
that is required by your lenders because it's an investment property. And then it's up to you. If you want uh, a big cushion for the cash flow, you might choose to invest, put down more than what the minimum the lender is looking for. My philosophy is always um, go with what the minimum that is required to uh, uh, put towards your down payment so that you can get uh, get debt for the remaining portion. Uh, that way you can spread your assets across multiple properties as well. So that's my main rationale for um, put down equity, um, the minimum that is required by the lender. That's the fourth, uh, fourth key element of your buy box. And then the fifth key element is figuring out your monthly cash flow. So are you looking for um, neutral cash flow? Slightly negative is okay. You definitely want to have a minimum of $100, $200 per month. So that's um, up to you. Typically for a single family home, um, an average range is somewhere between $200 to $250 per month in cash flow. For if it's a multifamily unit, it tends to be slightly lower, maybe $100 to $200 per month. And in my mind, um, there is when we talk about cash flow, there is always this question of, should I be willing to take on slightly negative cash flow if I'm confident about the appreciation potential of the property? And again, that is completely up to, uh, you have to evaluate it. It's uh, a qualitative aspect of uh, finding deals. And um, it depends on the type of area that you're looking at, uh, your level of comfort in, uh, does your monthly budget support um, a negative cash flowing property? In general, um, my recommendation is minimize the negative cash flow as much as possible. If you are really bullish about the appreciation potential of the area that you're investing in, shoot for at least a cash flow neutral property. It doesn't have to, um, you know, cash flow $1,000 a month, but at least target something that is not going to hurt you. Um, so definitely shoot for a cash flow neutral to cash flow, a cash flowing property for sure. So those are the five key elements of a buy box. Um, and your real estate agent will really be uh, super thrilled um, and will be very impressed if you approach your real estate agent with a buy box. So just a quick note on the five key elements of the buy box. The first one is the market area. The second one is the type of building that you're looking to invest in, the single family or small multifamily. The third one is the purchase price. The fourth one is your down payment. And the fifth one is your monthly cash flow requirement, cash flow neutral, slightly cash flow negative, or you're absolutely uh, keen on uh, cash flowing, positive cash flowing property. So those are the five key elements. Moving on to the next one is figuring out your first uh, property that you're looking to invest in, or you're still very early um, in your rental property investing career. 
my recommendation is just to stick with your own funds. Um, your, it, it's still early. Um, since you have not gained significant experience, taking other people's money would add a lot of uncertainty, a lot of stress at this point. So my recommendation is to stick with your own personal funds to finance your first one or first few of your deals. Um, and here, a lot of times, we don't think about all the different sources of funds. So a few of the sources of funds that I would like to highlight um, are, you know, especially if you're working in technology, RSUs or stock options is a source that we typically don't tap into. Um, that is something to keep in mind. The second one is your savings in uh, brokerage accounts. Um, that is something that uh, I'm sure every, uh, every prospective investor has in mind. Uh, the third one, uh, this is also something gets uh, forgotten, is based on your company's 401k um, brokerage account. They allow, um, depending again, uh, their policy, anywhere between 25 to 50k uh, loan that you can take uh, from your active 401k account. The fourth one uh, is a HELOC, home equity line of credit uh, on your primary residence that you can work with your bank to withdraw. And I really like home, home equity line of credit because it works like a credit card. You don't have to withdraw the funds until you find a right property. And then um, you can withdraw the amount based on your investment needs. So it's a very flexible in instrument, uh, which is uh, super helpful. If you, have, um, if you have a gap in your down payment, then that is, and if you have built up equity in your primary residence, that's a good way of having access to, to funds or unlock equity in your um, primary residence. Now, uh, some people might worry about taking on uh, that additional debt. And um, it's, it's common for us to think about okay, debt is, um, is always bad. But here in this case, you are tapping into um, your primary residence um, equity because you're investing into um, making investment into another property. So this is something that I would call it as a good debt, not a bad debt. Um, and as long as you are doing it responsibly and you have um, reserve fund, you're in good shape. So that is uh, the one more source, the, the home equity line of credit. The last one is cash out refinance. And this is not a very attractive option at this point, just because we are in a very high um, interest rate environment and um, nobody, nobody is looking to refinance their um, uh, homes or investment properties at this point because the interest rates are so high um, and a lot of us are locked into really attractive low uh, interest rates, you know, in the sub 3% even. 
So, but this is uh, something to keep in mind in the future that when you refinance um, your uh, primary uh, residence or your investment property, you can withdraw, uh, take the cash out and use in your investment property. So those are some of the sources of funds that you can tap into. So as you are thinking about your buy box criteria, what is your purchase price? What is your, um, uh, how much of down payment that you can make? Keep in mind all these different sources of funds as you think about um, the buy box criteria. So let's uh, get down to the fourth attribute of your no frills rental property investing formula, which is to build your um, real estate investing team. Now, I don't want this to sound ominous. Oh my God, I have to build a team now. Um, but there are a few folks that you have to rely on as you're thinking about um, um, investing in your rental property. I mentioned this in, I have a podcast uh, on this, an earlier podcast, I think either six or seven, where I talk about the hero of your real estate investing team, which is your real estate agent. There, I talk extensively about how to identify uh, investor-friendly real estate agent. Definitely give that a listen. So this is a, a key member. And through your real estate agent, I highly recommend that you work with a mortgage broker. Mortgage broker, again, is um, um, it costs you money. They typically take 1% of the transaction. They charge 1% of the purchase price in transaction fees. But they also do, uh, if you find the right mortgage broker, they also do an excellent job of mapping or matching you with a right lender. Um, in the past, when I've done this, um, working with different banks, you you will quickly figure out that you have to fill out multiple application forms and keep on giving financial statements to multiple banks, which is extremely time consuming. So and that's why I'm recommending you. I know that um, we are always short on time and we want um, the most efficient path uh, to getting the work done. So that's why I, I strongly believe that working with a mortgage broker really will help you in getting the right loan and uh, the, the right loan terms, uh, which will be beneficial for you in the, in the long run um, through the course of the loan. So now I'll get to the fifth element um, of the no frills rental property investing formula, which is to actively scout for properties on MLS systems such as Zillow and um, Realtor.com. <clears throat> Don't leave it to your real estate agent for them to do the scouting themselves. You have given them the buy box and I'm sure you will start receiving listings that meet your criteria, but that shouldn't really stop you from actively looking for properties in your market area, in your selected market area or market areas um, yourself. So um, you should be going to uh, Zillow, Realtor.com or any of these MLS sites, um, um, uh, your preferred MLS sites and 
keep an eye on, on the properties that you're interested in. Uh, one of the properties that I recently invested in Austin was a property that um, I was actively looking um, on MLS and I was able to uh, identify something that I liked. Um, luckily, you know, rest of the terms worked out and we were able to close uh, that property. So um, look out for properties for your uh, for yourself. Uh, definitely be actively engaged in the deal finding process. In addition to that, I would say take it to the next step. Now, this is a step that majority of investors don't want to do the work, which is go to the next step of putting, of quickly analyzing the property to figure out whether that works, meets your investment criteria or not. For this, I have created a simple five-minute deal analyzer. You can plug in maybe five or six inputs into that uh, deal analyzer, and you can figure out if that's a property that you really like, what is the purchase price that you should make an offer on that property? So I have been through this process of going through these MLS listings. And once you start just browsing through it, you know, you, you very quickly become overwhelmed, which is the property that I should be looking at? Which one should I be following up with my real estate agent? But if you actually take the time, five minutes, it shouldn't take more than five minutes per property and come up with whether that works for you or not. It helps you so much, increases your confidence so much and improves your market knowledge. And then you will also be able to create a very favorable impression with your real estate agent, um, how you're looking at deals and uh, how you're analyzing deals. So you get their support and they will work even more to find a deal that works for you. So I'll put the link in the show notes. Definitely check out the five-minute uh, deal analyzer so that you can move from, oh my God, overwhelmed and thinking that there how many of these properties are out there? How do I go about zeroing them down? So it helps you to narrow down um, and shortlist only those properties that work for you. So there you have it um, in a quick nutshell, the five key elements of a simple no-frills rental property investing formula. I am also launching a digital course um, in next few weeks where I go in depth into each of these strategies so that you can go from overwhelm to confidently investing in your rental properties. Thank you and have a great day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Fire Labs podcast. I'm your host, Shalini Kadaveru. I release a new podcast every Thursday. I'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions for our next episodes. So remember to comment and click the star reading. Thank you.